All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Welcome in to Daily Face Off Live, your go to source for everything hockey, live every weekday at noon Eastern. What's up, everybody? Welcome into Daily Faceoff Live. It's a Monday edition, Monday, October 17th, after a perfect Philadelphia sports weekend. If I do say so myself, the Eagles remain undefeated. Uh, the Phillies are on to the NLCS, and that is to the bane of Mike McKenna's existence, our senior yeah. and analyst. Uh, Mike, how you doing? You know what, man? I, I'm going to choose to be great right now because right here, the old St. Lawrence Saints... University College team has uh, they swept this weekend. They took down Colorado College in two straight games. So I'm putting baseball totally out of my mind. You can have it, Frank. You take baseball and football, it's all yours. I'm all in on hockey because it's all I got, man. There's no racing going on right now. Did you know that St. Louis used to have a football team? Yeah, well, I've actually been abandoned twice now by football teams. The St. Louis Cardinals <laughs> when I was young here in St. Louis and then the Rams. So you wonder why I'm agnostic to football. It's because teams keep leaving me, man. I got nobody to root for. I I got to choose between like the Chiefs or maybe like the Packers because there's no way I'm going to root for a team from Chicago. So I don't know, dude. Give me give me a little bit of guidance here, Frank. I, I got to figure out who to root for. All right, here's my guidance. Let's uh, stick to hockey and let's throw two minutes and thirty yeah, seconds up on point. the clock, and let's start with a hard right turn, and that is that Ian Cole is back on the ice with the Tampa Bay Lightning after the NHL's investigation last week, after an anonymous and newly created social media account posted some damaging allegations that uh, that Cole, in this case, uh, was alleged uh, sexual assault of a minor. Uh, so significant allegations that were made. But in this case, the NHL launched their investigation. They held two separate interviews, Mike, with Ian Cole uh, about this. He had representation there as well and from the NHL Players Association. And I think perhaps the most important facet of their investigation as they didn't turn anything up from interviews and background checks was that the person that 
put the allegation on social media, did not come forward to participate after multiple attempts to be contacted by the NHL. So at this point, the league had nothing further that they could do with Ian Cole. They now consider this matter closed. And moving forward, the bigger question is from the NHLPA perspective, which released its own statement over the weekend saying that uh, they believe something needs to change with this process moving forward. Look, uh, players should never be subjected to suspension or discipline in response to unsubstantiated and anonymous accusations. Removing a player from his team under these circumstances is inappropriate and grossly unfair, the NHLPA says in their statement, vowing to then continue those discussions with the NHL. What's the right answer here moving forward, Mike? Because the league has been resistant to this point of putting in a policy that covers these cases specifically, saying that they'd rather leave it up to each case to determine what it needs. But if you're in a playoff situation and you want to go out there and post some damaging allegations about Austin Matthews that go viral because you want to take him out of the lineup, that can't really be the answer either, can it? There's absolutely no stopping someone from doing that. And I, I think the critical part to, to this situation with Ian Cole for me was that the player denied any wrongdoing right from the get-go to complete denial of, of all of this. And so from the NHL state, NHLPA standpoint, Frank, they have to support the player and what he's saying. It's, that's what they're there for. And, you know, what he's paying player, for. That's exactly right. And sometimes players even forget that the PA works for you. Like they're your mouthpiece. And if this player is vehemently denying and saying, I did not do this, why are there negative ramifications for it? So I, I see that standpoint. I also see Tampa standpoint though, where if you're the team, it puts the player in a tough spot, but ultimately, man, the PA is there to support the players and to support what they've said and what they hold to be true. And I, I don't know what the answer is, but I think in all instances, the PA has to support the player. I think it's, Mike, the true answer is about striking balance because the NHL was really slow to react with something like the Chicago Blackhawks allegations. They've taken their time and done the due, due diligence and process with the Team Canada uh, 2018 World Junior Team. And then now, in this case, because they've been criticized for being slow to react, they probably overreact or react too quickly in this case with Ian Cole, who, again, we don't know that nothing happened. We just know that the NHL doesn't have the evidence to support support the allegations that were made. Uh, that's going to be a topic of conversation, no doubt, as the NHL's Board of Governors convene on Tuesday in New York City. We'll keep an eye on that. Mike, let's talk about action on the ice. The Calgary Flames visit the Edmonton Oilers on Saturday night for the first hookup of the Battle of Alberta of this season. We're going to get two treats in the first three weeks of the season. Another BOA coming uh, in short order in just under two two weeks from now. And in this case, the Flames jump out to a huge lead and chase Jack Campbell from the crease. They had a 4-1 edge over the Oilers before the Oilers were able to make it a bit interesting as the game went on. What do you make of the decision to pull Jack Campbell? Was that one of those situations in this case where the game's maybe gotten away from you and you're looking for a spark? Or was there something that you saw in Campbell's game early on that might have lended itself to that? To me, this was more about the spark, Frank, but I think there's also a little bit to it that, you know, the previous game, Jack Campbell allowed three goals in the first 21 minutes of Vancouver, against Vancouver, and now you go into this game and it's four goals against. And, you know, I, I think more than anything, you're trying to tell your team, these starts are unacceptable. If you're Jay Woodcroft and you're looking down the bench and your club's playing from behind and you're the Edmonton Oilers, do you have the firepower to get out of it? Yeah, but against a team like Calgary, 
And you're not going to be able to do that very often. So um, I don't think this was as much on Campbell to me as it was trying to wake up the team. And it's so early in the season as well. So was Campbell at his best either? I don't think so. But I mean, there was interesting parts to this game too, Frank. Like Dan Vladar was in net for Calgary Flames. Markstrom's healthy. Um, I think this was a little bit of Jedi war, Jedi mind tricks by Daryl Sutter. Um, you know, you'd seen Vladar. He had an amazing preseason game against Edmonton. And, you know, granted, Calgary's at home for a while and Markstrom's going to play those, but I found the goalie dynamic really interesting, but man, like look at those additions at Calgary. Uyghur was awesome. Calgary has been fantastic for them. Calgary looks really good, Frank. They do look good. They look like a team that's right back to where they were last season, despite all the changes. And really funny to hear you say Jedi mind trick from Daryl Sutter. Cause I, I mean, he's been called a lot of things, the Jolly Rancher. I, I've never heard him referred to as a Jedi, and I'd love to see his face as you would make that comparison. But in this case, is that maybe more of an indication of what's to come this year from load management from a Calgary perspective? I think that might be part of it. And the other part of it is the Oilers have absolutely owned Markstrom. My guess is you'd hmm. want to get him in net and get those good feelings back against that team now, especially given that it's likely you're going to play them in the playoffs again. But do you need to see better load management from Markstrom? What's the appropriate number of games for Markstrom as the season goes on? 63 last year. Where would you like to see him? Yeah, I'd like to see Markstrom more in like the 55 range. I mean, 60 is a lot for me. I'd like to see 55. And I think Vladar's earned it, Frank. We've seen how well he's played. That guy's going to be a number one in the NHL in short order. Wow. Bold prediction by you. It seems like everyone's right in that uh 55 game range i'm curious to see how they handle all that because jay woodcroft the oilers coach you remember hammering it as the playoffs started uh, our goalie didn't play 63 games this year so we'll see uh bruce boudreau of the vancouver canucks his team not off to a great start oh and two which leaves him waiting now for his first uh for his 600th career win excuse me he's 22nd on the all-time list Sitting at 599, probably not the start that the Vancouver Canucks would have wanted. Mike blowing big leads uh, both to the Edmonton Oilers on opening night and then to the Philadelphia Flyers on Saturday. Um, when you look at the start from the Canucks, where, where's your biggest cause for concern? Because there's probably a pretty long list of them. Well, it's defense, first and foremost. I don't think that blue line is constructed strong enough as is. I think if you're if you're depending on Hughes to be your guy at all times, Ekman Larson in a supporting role, like these are guys that can skate, they can do things offensively. I think I think Quinn Hughes' defensive game has taken massive strides in the last year and a half, Frank, but it's still not quite at a level of a of Victor Hedman. So who's gonna your who's your shutdown guy? Like if Myers is back, is he the one? I just don't think there's enough there. You can almost start to see the frustration coming already again for Thatcher Demko, who really should be a top 10 goalie in the league if he could get some defensive support. So um, I think offensively, this team will be fine. You've seen that they've been able to score, but you know, look at the defensive onus even on the forwards. JT Miller's been on the ice for every goal against, you know, and, and that's just not acceptable when you're a number one center. You have to take those tough matchups and be able to win them at all times, even if you're playing against the Oilers. Like you want to win a Stanley Cup, you got to win those matchups if you're going against McDavid. So it's kind of everywhere right now in Vancouver. This is a really big game, obviously, for Boudreaux going in to play against Wash's old team to try to grab a 600th win. But I think just big picture more than the coach, Vancouver needs to get the win, and they need to do it against a team that's pretty good like Washington. I think it'd go a long way. Yeah, and they need their stars to be their stars. You mentioned the point about JT Miller being on the ice and that ugly stat. Uh, all eight goals against scored, um, and that's it's an incredible, mind-blowing stat to think about. Um, for me, 
you touched on some really good points. Their best players need to be their best players. Their defense needs to be better. Thatcher Demko expected save percentage. This is how much they've given up is in the 700s. That's how well he's played to this point. He is back to Demkoing teams. He's keeping his team in it. I'll throw one more at you. Their penalty kill. They've given up mm. power play goals against in both of the games to start. It was that ugly run on the penalty kill last year that really sunk their season. I think they were something like 53 for 82 on the kill to open last season before Travis Green was then fired. You can't go down that path again. This is a movie that Canucks fans have seen before. They don't like the ending. They got to do something about that penalty kill. And by the way, their power play has not been great either. So uh, certainly both special teams are important for the Vancouver Canucks. Let's talk about the New Jersey Devils who are feeling some heat themselves um, after Miles Wood comes out after the flyer, they lost to the Flyers uh, to open the season. He comes out the next day and says, our next game is a must win. Like, hold on a second. Miles Wood, it's the second game of the season. You know that, right? And I love this point back. I love the urgency, Mike, from him saying, I'm tired of playing on bad teams. They want to win. They got to take a step forward. It's kind of created an interesting dynamic here just a couple games into the season as they went and lost that second game of the year. Where do the Devils go from here? Well, first off, man, I can't stand here. I could never stand here and teammates say it's a must win. Like, it's only a must win when your season's on the line. And I think you put a ton of pressure on yourself by doing so. Now, I did love the urgency as well. Like, he's he's obviously fed up with it. But if you're fed up with it, don't take a penalty in the first early going of the game either. Put your team behind the eight ball. Like that happened to him. And Miles Wood sit in the box, high stick. Like, I, I just don't see this Jersey team, first off, being able to defend. And I know the fans were going bonkers. I mean, I don't think it's fair second game in to be, you know, calling for the coach's head, but I think there's something that does go along with it, Frank. It's been heaped on the goaltenders that the team hasn't been able to defend so far in the last couple of years for the Devils. Well, they were they've allowed the most goals in the league since Lindy Ruff took over as head coach. And when Lindy Ruff coached the Dallas Stars between 2013 and 2017, that team was fourth worst in the league in defending. So you can heap this on goalies all you want. This is an immature team in Jersey that's saying immature things, that looks immature on the ice. They haven't reached the peak of where they need to, and they can't defend. So what's the answer here, Frank? You can work as hard as you can, and you can hope that your players take some strides. But right now, I mean, is Vanacek the answer? I didn't think he was the answer. I thought he might be better than what they've had. They don't have a star goalie to rely on. And I don't think that they're defending hard enough or smart enough, Frank. They look immature on the ice. Some really good points by you, and I really like the way that you framed it. Immature comments from an immature team. What is the answer in the sense, like, you know, you mentioned the fans and the reaction to Lindy Ruff. I think he was booed on opening night uh, as his name was announced. Clearly, the Devils weren't sold on Lindy Ruff coming back because they had this sort of week-long process that they went through and, and, and really did a deep dive on their coaching and then decided to bring him back. Is it as easy as changing the coach? And if so, have you seen enough to do it now or would you wait? I think you got to give a little bit more time. Two, two games in is a huge panic, but I don't know, man. Look down the road in Philly. They may only be two games in, but the whole culture and dynamic of the way that team's playing is a lot different. So, I mean, take a look at Ruff here. They start booing the fans, and he goes, oh, they're booing? <laughs> I mean, it shouldn't be laughing at that, but I think it's kind of telling, Frank, that you see Andrew Burnett standing next to him, isn't it? 
Yeah, while well, he's waiting right there in the wings, it feels like that's why he was brought in, a guy who had a really successful run last year with the Florida Panthers. And you mentioned look down the road to the Philadelphia Flyers. I actually covered the Flyers when they fired Peter Laviolette two games into their season after a loss in Carolina. I'll never forget waking up that next morning and breaking that news. Like, holy smokes, a coach got fired after two games. Why didn't you do this in the summer? Interesting choice awaits the Devils. We'll see how they react. Let's get to this week's edition of the Blue Paint. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. I'm Sandra. And I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. All right, Mike, it's time for this week's edition of the Blue Paint, delivered by our friends at DoorDash. And, Mike, we couldn't wait any longer. We had to talk about Matt Murray and the Toronto Maple Leafs crease. He goes down with an injury placed on LTIR with that adductor issue, uh, which is very closely connected with the groin. So Murray's out. Ilya Samsonov is the guy counted on to carry the ball. They have Eric Schalgren as their backup. What happens over the next month in Toronto? And are you concerned enough with Matt Murray's injury history that at some point you may not be able to rely on him moving forward? I think that that was even before the Leafs got Matt Murray that you couldn't rely on. When's the last time he played a whole season? You know, I hate saying that from the player perspective, but it's just reality. He's hurt all the time. And I mean, the Maple Leafs have said it's a minimum of four weeks. I think you can bank on six, man. Just knowing how these injuries work and coming back from it, when you see a minimum of, how many times does that get beaten, especially goaltender? Not very often in a time frame. So I think you're going to see a lot of Samsonov, but don't be surprised if Schalgren plays a decent amount. It looks like he's set to go to this evening against the Arizona Coyotes, and there's a reason behind that. Samsonov has played the last couple games. He won them both. Uh, his first one was, was against the Capitals. He went 24 for 26, and it was against his old team, Frank, which was a big factor. And I think that Samsonov, to me, played well, but he was even better the next game against Ottawa when he allowed two goals again. And, you know, when Washington let Samsonov go, I think that motivated a guy to look inward. Like, And I don't mean just, like, trying harder. I think he took a look at his game and how he played and realized, man, I – oh man, I, I actually have to get better and take this seriously. That's always been a knock is that maybe he hasn't been the most willing guy on or off the ice to, to make upgrades, whether it was gear or train, other things. So, you know, it, I've seen a level of detail to Sam Solonov that gives me a pretty good indicator. I think he'll be better. And 
good down the road, but Shalgren's going to play a little bit. He played 14 games last year. So um, I think it's going to be the Samsonov show, but we will see Shalgren more than you'd expect. And that team in Toronto has enough firepower that they can carry both these goalies. You just hope that Samsonov becomes that 15th overall pick and that high of a prospect that Washington once had. One word answer. If you need to go 20 games with Shalgren, are you confident that he can carry the load? No, no. If it gets down to being Shalgren, if Samsonov gets hurt, uh, this is a tough spot for the Toronto Maple Leafs. That was not a one-word answer, but I love it. Uh, we're going to go with uh, <laughs> Minnesota and Marc-Andre Fleury. He's had a tough start to the year. Uh, he's allowed a league-high 11 goals against in his two starts. What do you make of Marc-Andre Fleury's start to the season? Is it all on him, and where does Fleury go from here? No, it's not all on Mark Andre, but it is on it's on both here. Okay, it's on the Wild and on him, and and we've got two examples that we can show here. Uh, one of which, you know, you, you look at how Flurry isn't getting a lot of help. Okay, the puck's getting winged all around his zone. It's hard for him to keep up. Here comes a goal by Gabe Velarde of the Los Angeles Kings. One turnover, a mischeck on the puck. It goes back door. Velarde goes around Fleury. He's got no help with the player, all open in front. And this has been a little bit indicative of the wild defense so far this season. Blown plays, blown assignments, players in front of the net. But you've also seen Marc-Andre start to press. And you look at this second clip where it's a shot from the point from Alex Ayafalo and Fleury just misses it, man. And like, you don't see this very often from a goalie like Fleury that really tracks the puck well uh, and can keep things in front of him. So I think what's happened is that the Wild have been so loose defensively that when a couple of goals have gone in early, three goals in the first against the Rangers, four goals against LA before Fleury got the hook. I think Mark Andre's just started to press a little bit. It looks like as the game's gone on, he's probably started to just try a little bit too hard. And, and it's been a little bit tough in, in Minnesota, but I think that he's got the ability to turn that around. He's got enough experience. He knows what to do. Yeah, no doubt about that. Let's get to Carter Hart and his 2-0 start with the Philadelphia Flyers. Uh, what have you seen from Carter Hart's technique? I know you like his gear, uh, which certainly mm. does look sharp, but what have you seen uh, from his technique? It looked like he let in a couple goals early against the Canucks and then found a way to rebound uh, as the game and went on and got a bit stronger. Yeah, and take a look at this gear, everybody. So this is Shades of Ray Emery. Okay, this is exactly the style of gear that he had worn previously and a little bit of a tribute in the old school Brian setup. Uh, really loving this. I think it looks great on Carter Hart and uh, the vintage look. I'm glad he's got a little bit of black in the gear. So A plus on the setup to Hart. Um, you touched on him allowing a couple early. And I think to me, Frank, that's where Hart's game kind of went sideways in the last. Last year was pretty good. The year before that was tough where, you know, you'd lose confidence and it would kind of cascade and pucks would go in. Well, I think it's twofold. One, Hart's been able to shelf that. Uh, and I also think this is what happens when you got a team that plays a little bit better defensively in front of them. John Tortorella's got that team giving up eight to 10 high danger chances a game instead of 15 or 17 like Hart had seen recently. And so it's made it manageable for Hart to play behind that defense. And I think it's a little bit easier for your confidence to stay there, especially if you allow a couple early, if you get one or two more big saves and your team starts to play well, you don't see a breakaway again. You don't see a two on one right after that. It helps. So. Um, it's been an encouraging start to the year, not just for the Flyers, but for Hart, because he's a huge piece of the puzzle there in Philadelphia. And, and I don't think I'm, anybody's sold on what's behind him in a backup role, Frank. Yeah, and I love that photo as we just posted him comparing the pads to Ray Emery. Rest in peace, Ray. Still uh, weird to believe that he's gone and, and hard to believe uh, 
one of the most fiery competitors I've ever seen. Love talking shop with Ray Emery. This has been this week's edition of the Blue Paint delivered by DoorDash. You see the promo code there at the bottom of your screen, Game Day 25 That gets you 25% off and free delivery on your first order with DoorDash. All your favorites and more delivered right to your door by DoorDash. All right, Mike, it's time for our inbox question of the day. Hashtag ask DFO. Sidney Crosby off to a flying start, six points in two games. Sid, the kid, back to turning back the clock, back to being the kid again. How many points does he end up with when it's all said and done this season? I'd love to say Sid's going to go over the 100-point marker, but it's been a while since that's happened, and realistically, he's got to stay healthy to do it, Frank. So if Crosby can play... 80 games this year, I think he'll be over 100 points. But realistically, I've got him tagged at 91 just because of his history. Okay, like he hasn't been able to stay in for a full time. So that's my best guess. What do you have him at? Yeah, I kind of think there's been some fluke injuries that have popped up along the way. Like, I don't know anything that you can point to and say, oh, well, this is, you know, training or overtraining or anything like that. He's one of the most prepared players ever, really takes care of himself quite well, uh, which is why he's playing uh, 1110 games and counting. I'm going to say 94 points for Sidney Crosby, and I'm going to say he plays 75 games. So uh, I feel like that's a fair balance of all those things that you talked about. Let's bring in Tyler Yremchuk for our points bet daily bet segment. Tyler, how you doing? I'm uh, not doing too bad. It wasn't a great Friday night for me. Yes, hello, Mike. Uh, it wasn't a great Friday <laughs> night for me, but I'll look to bounce back here on a Monday and just a busy, busy Monday around the NHL. So let's dig into it, courtesy of our friends over at PointsBet Canada. Starting, this is a play now I'm, I'm a little bit nervous about, but I'm sticking with it. Penguins minus a goal and a half. It sounds like Tris, or sorry, Casey DeSmith is going to get the start, but there's still plenty of reasons why I really like the Penguins in this matchup. They're outscoring their opposition 7-1 to one at 5-on-5 five five so far. The Habs are an even 5-5, five five, so the Penguins should have a pretty big advantage uh, at 5-on-5, five five, and their power play is humming along at 40% right now, so I like the Penguins despite the DeSmith start. I'm still taking them on the puck line at plus 110. I'm also taking Sidney Crosby to pick up an assist at minus 130 in that hockey game. He's been red hot to start the year like you guys just talked about. In that Leafs-Arizona game, it's Shalgren versus Vamelka, and I like the over. Points bet has it at seven here on the main board, but actually I'm going to take it at over six and a half and take a bit of a worse payout at minus 120. Uh, the Leafs averaging 5.66 goals per game, but the Yotes are all the way up at 8.2 goals per game. The Shalgren effect, I think he gives up a few. I do think the Leafs get their offense going as well. Um, so I'm taking the over there. And finally, a quick shot prop for you that I think is just incredible value. Alexi Lafreniere is averaging just over four shots per game so far this season. You can get over two and a half shots on goal at some books, plus 150. If you can find it, hammer that Lafreniere shot prop. Also on points bet, Crosby assist, Leafs, Yotes over. Penguins on the puck line. There you go, Frank. Four plays. I'm loaded up today. That's a lot to digest. And also, by the way, happy belated birthday to Tyler Uremchuk. Turned the big 2-4 hey. on Saturday, right? Clicks for Tyler. Clicks for oh, Tyler. Tyler's getting old. I love it. Happy birthday, Tyler. Hope you had a great weekend. And uh, we'll look forward to your picks tonight. Thanks so much. That brings us to Garbage Time with Mike McKenna. Mike, what's caught your attention from around the National Hockey League? Well, I had a conversation with somebody in player development last week, and boy, this line really stuck out to me. He said that, you know, players used to show up to camp in shape. Now they show up hurt. 
And, you know, I don't have any statistical evidence to prove this, and I'm sure the strength and conditioning guys might, but boy, it sure seems like there's an awful lot of players now that come in and they're in the best shape of their lives and then they're hurt immediately. And Frank, like, I've been part of this where the FOMO is real, man, where you think that you just can't do enough in summer and you train so hard and you go bananas and then you go to do your first week of lifts or skating or whatever and your body hasn't been doing the same type of action that you would do in a game and guess what? You're hurt. And I don't know the right answer to this, but it is a lot different. You know, there didn't used to be those injuries. Players would just show up, get on the ice and play. And that's not going to give you a peak level of performance in today's game, but there's got to be balance there. Yeah, balance is often hard to find for players who oftentimes feel like they can't really take any time off now. Mm -hmm. And uh, I don't know, at least overtraining, Mike, something you're never going to accuse me of. So uh, <laughs> it just did feel like there were a lot more injuries this year in the preseason than ever before, and significant ones too. Uh, that'll do it for today's edition of Daily Faceoff Lives. Thanks so much for joining us. Thanks to Tyler Remchuk, Mike McKenna, and Alex Allard, head of production. We'll be back right with you on Tuesday, 12 noon Eastern. You know where to find us. Hit the like and subscribe button on YouTube if you watch there. Thanks so much for joining us, and have a great day, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to Daily Faceoff Live. Make sure you hit the subscribe button to never miss an episode. Hey folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this Allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special coming your way this playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge. And let me tell you, it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now here's the deal. Every playoff game day, you're gonna be faced with four questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle. And here's a sneak peek into some of those questions we'll be firing your way. First up, you gotta pick the winning team. That sounds simple, right? But there's more. You gotta decide if the total amount of goals in the game will be over or under a certain amount, and that's where the real strategy starts to kick in. Next up, you're picking who's gonna find the back of the net first, and you're gonna wanna be careful, because that's one that could be cooked early on in the game. And finally, you gotta predict which period is going to be the highest scoring. Will it be a barn burner in the first, a shootout in the second, or a nail biter in the third? That's up to you to decide. Now let's talk about prizes, because who doesn't love winning stuff? 
For the daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards to treat yourself to some fresh nation gear, and you might even win a jersey from your favorite team. And for the big dogs, those who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge. Play now at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess.